Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. We have a great show today about living your purpose. Our guest is my friend, Stephanie Floor. Stephanie is an unlikely missionary, but she follows God's call anyway. May 4th, 2020, her desires, dreams, and goals died when her husband passed. But God had a new purpose for her life, a ministry of encouragement to believers who have been in the trenches of war to know they are not forgotten. She's determined to show the love of Christ, even on a battlefield. Welcome, Stephanie. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It is a great pleasure and honor to be here. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I am so happy that we got a little bit of time uh, to chat before our interview and a little bit of time yesterday whenever we were uh, talking. I, it just is such a blessing to hear your story. And I can't wait for the listeners to, to hear how you got to where you are today uh, and just more about your relationship with Jesus, with God, how you have embraced uh, his, his call in your life and the Holy Spirit and just the, the hard changes and challenges and, and, and things that you have really gone through. You know, I feel like your story is so inspiring and it's just going to bless so many people. Um, so why don't you just start by telling us how your relationship was with Jesus, what your faith looked like and kind of how it was, um, especially before before what happened whenever your your husband passed and then even you can kind of take us afterward into how that journey looked before and then after okay um i was raised uh in oklahoma where i would ride a bus to church on sunday morning uh, my parents uh, both professed the lord uh, but we were not what you might consider an active christian family but just about any time the doors was open, that's where I wanted to be. So at the age of 16, my second year in a Christian school is when I accepted Jesus as my personal savior. Now, up until that point, I had been in revivals. I mean, you name it, I was there. Vacation Bible school, teen camp. Later, I would uh, teach Sunday school, work on the bus ministry, any type of musical group. Yes, that's where I was at. I even went to a Christian college. So with that type of background, with the many uh, hours and hours of sermons I heard, uh, I was <laughs> grounded more than I realized, but not in the proper way as far as I understood church, or some would say maybe religion, but I didn't understand relationship. So in that, I would start out my life and make some choices that I knew were against God's word. Uh, I married a lost man, and I knew from his word that I wasn't to be unequally yoked, but yet I did. And so those choices would lead to uh, consequences. But as I went forward, you know, eventually the Lord got a hold of my heart. I want to serve you. I want to be a vessel of honor. And so my walk, I, I started growing in the Lord. So then I fast forward to uh, 
oh, around 2018 when my husband uh, was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. And that 21 month journey of that would deepen my walk with the Lord. It would deepen my faith. But honestly, after he was called home, his race was finished. That is when I knew my walk, my depth with the Lord seemed almost non-existent. Because now I'm going through the hardest, darkest, deepest valley I've ever been in. And it's like, where are you? I knew I was his child. And I, I, I remember thinking, man, I wished I would have known. I should have grown more in the Lord before this point. But it's okay. He takes you where you're at. So from that point to this point, I, there has been so much growing and maturing in the Lord. Just as a child, we, when we have children, we don't expect them to crawl around on the floor forever. We want them to get up and walk. We want them to run. We want them to talk. And then one day we don't want them to talk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yes, we, yeah. So the Lord just, he was with me. But I, I had to lean into that trusting his word. And anyone that has lost a spouse or had a loss where there is mourning, that mourning is physical. Yes, it's emotional, it's mental, it's spiritual, but it, it is physical. And in that physical part, that went on for a few months, several months before the morning kind of faded into to sorrow. And mm -hmm. that's where I'm going to focus more so today is in that sorrow as a Christian, as a Christian who knows the steps to take, what, what does that entail? Reading your Bible, even though after my husband, went home. I could not sit and read a chapter. I did good to read a verse. In that, the Lord would give me a verse and I would hold on to it. Uh, pray. You know, I talk to him a lot. Um, other things that maybe listening to godly music. He passed in 2020. We have to go back to that time frame. COVID had just hit hard. A lot of churches shut down. Mm -hmm. So I would listen to preaching, which I always found it ironic was uh, I have a musical background. I didn't want to hear no music. I didn't want nothing to do with Christian music. No, no music at all. But I would listen to preaching, hmm. which I found ironic because I, there were several that every week I would just listen. Now, was I comprehending everything? No, but it was imperative that it was was being heard. It was being placed in my heart, my mind, because I would come through that first year. Anybody that has suffered a loss knows the first year you you just want to get through all the, the first, the first Christmas, the first birthday, anniversary, all of those first. I lost my dad in 2010, and I remember that, hmm. but we came to the second year, and I'm not trying to be discouraging, 
But the second year was harder. It was different, but it was harder. And so when I came to the second year of Dan's passing, I was trying to prepare myself because I knew it's almost like the first year we're just getting through, we're making it through. And we come to that second year and it's like reality slaps us in the face and says, they're not coming back. And so knowing that already and trying to prepare, that's what I did. I tried to prepare, <laughs> but somewhere in that second year. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere starting that second year, um, I just started wandering and, and some people will say that's just part of the grief. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. All I know is for me, I felt like I was, was drifting away from the Lord that I wasn't as close to him. It's not that he le left me. I'm off wandering somewhere in my own path. I, I, the sorrow is so deep and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to process it. And so that would bring us to February, about January, February of 2022. And I just remember the sorrow just being overwhelming. It was just constant. I was tired of crying. I was tired of being tired. I was tired of no joy. I mean, yes, I had laughed, but not true. Yes, I had smiled, but not a true smile. There was just such a, a hole in my heart and I, I was just lost. Now, yes, I'm still a Christian. I know the Lord's with me, but what do I do with this sorrow? Mm. Well, I decided what I was going to do with the sorrow. I have a journal. Journals are really good. And in that journal, I started a countdown. And that countdown was the day that I was going to go home to heaven. I had planned this out. And just as I'm sitting here talking sanely to you, that's how I thought then. Mm. In my mind, it was the best thing. It was okay. My, my children would be okay. They're grown. My granddaughter, she'll be okay. Mm. You know, the people that were important to me, they'll be okay because, and, and I could tell you why. And so I started separating things. I made letters. I, ha I mean, I had plans. It wasn't going to happen that day. It was going to be May the 4th, 2022. Mm. I knew how. I knew what I needed to do so my sister would find me. I didn't want my mama to. See, so that's what I'm saying. I was sitting here just logically planning this. Oh, yeah. Now, this was... You know, God had... A different plan. Oh, hundred percent. That's what. Uh, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you. I definitely. Um, I love that he had a different plan. First of all, I'm so grateful to be here talking with you today, and that you are here. Um, now, this initially, whenever you started, you know, you were just so deep in this sorrow. Um, this was about January, February. You said, right. And that, okay. And then you, so you like had an absolute plan. You had a, the date written down. You knew everybody was going to be okay. You wrote letters. You had your plans on who would find you. Now, did you talk about it with your sister at all? Or did you talk about it with anybody? Or did you just kind of like, this is like, 
this is no. your solution essentially to get through this sorrow you know like i'm just gonna go meet him and or or when i'm gonna go home to heaven you know i love jesus i'm gonna i'm gonna go home and this is it yeah no i had not i had not told anybody now <clears throat> there so along the way i also became a member of a christian uh facebook widow and widowers group which I highly value because I've not lost a sibling. So I don't know what that grief feels like because it is all grief that it's all pain, but there is a different dimension to whether it's your child, which I have not lost one, whether it's your best friend, your parent or whomever. But in this particular group, you you got that they understood where you're coming from because they've lost their spouse. They've lost their other half. And so in February, about March, I think it was March of 2022. I remember just sharing something to the effect of, I know God is there. I just don't know where he is. Mm. Now, many people responded to that. And because of their responses, it has changed how I respond because oh, honestly fantastic. in the Christian world, some of the responses I got were what you might consider typical. Well, you need to pray. Mm -hmm. Really? What do you think I've been doing? <laughs> well, you need to read your Bible. I'm like, I do read my Bible. Yeah. Uh, are you saved? Mm. Yes, I'm saved. Just because I, you know, just because in my mind, now they didn't know this, but just because in my mind, I have a date where I'm going home. That doesn't mean I'm lost. So, so many of the responses, they didn't help. They actually aggravated me. But there was one man. In his initial response, immediately, I knew he grasped what I was saying. Now, as a widow, I do not, I try to keep things above and beyond board. But I sent him a private message because it touched my heart. Mm. And I tell you, God knew. One, he was from my home state, but Aww. I didn't know that to begin with. To the amount of trauma that man has gone through and the loss mm. just, you know, was overwhelming. So he starts trying to help and he says, let me introduce you to my fiance. Mm. They had met in the group and them too. God used them immensely in my life to get me to the point where I realized finally the light clicked on. You know, Stephanie, you're not thinking straight. Mm. This isn't what God wants for you. You need some help beyond what they could offer. So I did get a hold of my pastor. I said, I need counseling, but outside of your realm. I understand pastors are great spiritual, spiritual counselors and leaders, but sometimes we expect too much out of them. So he did send me to a Christian counseling group. Now I was set up with Melinda, 
But also I went to my doctor and I said, listen, I, I'm not thinking real clearly. And uh, he he wanted me to talk in front of his uh, nurse's aide there. I'm like, no, she has to go because I'm thinking what I'm fixing to say, I have not really voiced to anybody. And it's embarrassing. It's shameful. You feel I felt mm. like there's something horribly wrong with me to even consider this. But I'm so very thankful for my doctor who he sent her out of the room. And as I explained to him the thoughts, he said, we want you here, Stephanie. Aww. And beyond that, he told me how he had felt one Thanksgiving when his wife and him divorced and his children weren't with him. He was in another city. And he was totally alone. And he understood the feelings. Mm. See, that's honestly, God sees our heart. You know, he sees our heart. And if we have just an inkling to to turn toward him, just turn toward him, he's going to meet us. He's going to take that small little, what is it? The faith of a mustard seed? Yeah. (laughs) He's going to take that little bitty part and he's just going to expound. So now I, I'm, I'm seeing my doctor and yes, he put me on medicine and yes, it helped for me. I knew this was not long-term, but I needed it at that time. I started counseling and after about four or five weeks, I remember asking the counselor because you know, she's really nice. She's godly. You know, how far are we going to go with this? And I asked her, I said, well, so how long are you going to do this for? And she said, as long as it takes. That was in May of 2022. Mm. I seen her almost every week for the first year. And now I see her about once a month. And the only reason I see her now is because she knows I'm preparing to go to Ukraine in January. And we just kind of tweak some things that I come up against, Mm -hmm. but God had a plan. And, you know, in that darkness, I love that. that, Yes. In the darkness, in the sorrow, when I couldn't see light, even though Jesus is light, when I didn't feel like I had hope, even though Jesus is hope, it was so dark. It's like he had to reach down and get me, which Mm -hmm. he will. He will. He will not leave you alone. You just have to make just the smallest of effort. And he's right there and he'll pick you up and he'll carry you along. And he'll, he has done everything. And so, no, this is not a subject that is talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's rare that I've had those feelings, even though I know Jesus. Yep. Absolutely. I, you know, I I appreciate you sharing that so much because it's, you're exactly right. It's not rare. It's probably more common than it is rare. And I love that you said that you reached out in a group where you felt like it could be a fellowship place. And most of the people probably thinking they were helping and sharing the gospel in some way, Mm -hmm actually were hurting and because they 
weren't validating the way that you felt and being encouraging and accepting you. And I love that that man and his fiance just were so prevalent in that. And I mean, it seems like it was almost like he was an angel sent to you because you were so deep. And then all you needed, I mean, who knows that if, if he wouldn't have reached out, maybe that would have been all you needed to know that, nope, I'm going to go through with this. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. I can't find God. I'm stuck. So I love so much that he validated you, that he helped you and your doctor too. I'm a nurse. I have been around a lot of doctors and a lot of situations where you know, most of the, the healthcare team want to be there like that for people, but a lot of times they don't have the time to, to actually spend, to listen. So I love so much that God put in your path, people, two people that you just mentioned that really took the moment to hear you and listen to you. And I just, I mean, I, I, I'm so And I just appreciate you being vulnerable too and sharing that you felt so dark like that because it isn't so easy to pray. It isn't so easy to read your Bible and it isn't so easy to even trust God when you're going through something so hard. It really isn't. And that's, and it's just true. And it's part of our human flesh nature and it's scary and it's lonely and even in your faith, because you were still faithful. Like I'm going to home, I'm going to heaven, even in your faith, you're still planning this date, but whatever it was that they said to you made you go, "Mm, even though I still love Jesus, this isn't right. It's not right. So take us to Ukraine. How did that come about? Because now thank God for these wonderful people in your life and thank God. I mean, really for pulling you out. I'm so grateful to him for that. I'm so, so grateful that you are here and that we get to have this conversation. And honestly, Stephanie, your story, (laughs) this kind of stuff, this is the whole purpose of the podcast is to talk about this kind of stuff that people don't talk about. Um, But take us. So, so now you are recognizing some things you're going through a different, you're on a different course with him. So what did that course look like? Like your course with Jesus, what did that look like? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, go back to that February, 2022, which is, is really a pivotal month. The month that the deep, dark despair, the sorrow. And at the same time, a war started in Ukraine. Now, some would say, well, what does one have to do with the other? I would not know that for months to come. And in that, uh, there was a missionary, Kevin and Nataka Smith, who are in Odessa, Ukraine, and, and Kevin stayed. They stayed. Uh, and so he, he did a video. And someone in his home church in Virginia shared that video. And then someone else shared it, and I got to see it. And so she would keep resharing the new videos. And, I, and at one point, Sometimes I would think, well, I wonder if he's got a new video. Now, what was that man's name? I never could remember his name. (laughs) I would go to her Facebook page, look. And after a few months of doing this, I thought, forget this. I'm going to send him and his wife a friend request. Okay. Now we're friends. Now I can see his videos. 
it uh, in the beginning, it was like I didn't. I thought, why? Why are they doing this? Why is Putin doing this stuff? I even thought, where is Ukraine? It must be somewhere around Russia because he's invaded it. You know, what do they speak? (laughs) So all of these thoughts. So as I'm walking through the dark part, I'm wondering what's going on in Ukraine? What's happening to these people? So it wasn't just Kevin's video. At this point, I'm looking at the news and, and paying attention to that, even though I'm still going toward May the 4th, 2022. And then somewhere in April, it was it was 23 days before that date mm. when I wrote in my journal. You're either going to take me through or you're not, but there's no more countdown. And so what would transpire is those videos started putting desire in my heart that I didn't even realize. So come November 2022, Kevin's doing one of his live videos and he's like, come to Ukraine. It's relatively safe. Always laughed about that. <laughs> But he said, we desperately relatively. need, yeah, relatively <laughs> safe. We desperately need hands. And as I would converse with him, uh, I said, but I don't speak the language. And I didn't even know what language that was anyway. They don't speak mine. He said, don't worry about it. You know, you come, we're going to put you in a position where you can use your hands and someone who can speak the language, they'll be able to talk to the others about Jesus. So immediately, you know, I'm I'm praying about it. I thought, okay, Lord, I have hands and I don't speak the language, so I qualify. Now, how am I going to get there? So I go back to Kevin. Do you have anybody? Do you know any groups? No. I even called his home church. Do you have a group going? No. Our church didn't have one. I go back to Kevin. Eventually, he sets me with some, just some Christian people in different part of the country that had banded together to take certain supplies over and they needed people to help with it just to carry them over. And so come January 24th, 2023, the Lord had taken care of my plane ticket housing. He'd taken care of my bills because I am a widow. I was working two jobs. Mm. This is a once in a lifetime chance. So I said, I want to stay an extra week beyond the team. And I did. Uh, I did not know what that 16 day trip would do to my life. Once again, just as it was turned upside down in May of 2020, 2020, um, but in a very, very hard way, yeah, God was fixing to turn my life upside down again. <laughs> but in that it's going to be for good because that desire birth the love for the Ukrainian people. Mm. And honestly, I could talk hours and hours about Ukraine, the people, the experiences, but he gave me a love for them. And so I came back uh, in February and I knew, I thought, I, I want to go back, but how am I going to do it? You know, it costs a lot. I'm a widow, two jobs. You see, get the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, He, within five weeks, I made my second trip. He had provided again. And in those five weeks between the first and second trip, I just knew, Lord, I I want to go there. I want to help these people. Uh, At that point, I had reached out to an organization that's, it's like a giving platform for missionaries. 
and they advised me, you know, you need to go back because sometimes people get enamored with foreign places. I thought I'm too old to be enamored, but whatever. I'll go back. (laughs) That's how I felt, but I thought that's okay. I'll go back and I'm going to pray while I'm there. God, you show me yes or no. And when I came back that second trip, I mean, it was just, yes. Now, I have been asked, when were you called? And honestly, that question used to put me in a tailspin because I thought, called? Mm. Well, no, I didn't hear God say, Stephanie, go to Ukraine. But what I did do was I was willing. And as I would study out the scriptures, you know what? We are all called to go. Now, that going does not necessarily Mm. mean Ukraine, but it does mean where we're at. So all I did was answer the call that he's already given us. I go here in my area and tell about Jesus. But now he's allowing me to go to Ukraine to tell about Jesus. And so that very hard day in May of 2020 that would take me down a path that no one wants to go would bring me to the point where he gets glory. I can, as I was there at a village called Myrna, it was a farming community. Most of their houses were destroyed and the ones that weren't Mm. in America, we would tear them down. I was there in February, no electricity, no running water. And yet they're living in these homes and I would give a testimony. It would be translated. And then the preacher spoke to these people that was there. There was maybe 20, 25. And afterwards, a woman, I mean, I didn't even see her come toward me. The next thing I know, she's got her arms wrapped around me. Her head is just buried Mm. against me and she's sobbing. Mm. I understood at that moment her language. It was sorrow. It's grief. I didn't have to know Russian or Ukrainian. And so many times... The lies of Satan that we tend to hear more easier and believe quicker. That's not the truth of our Heavenly Father. See, I have value. I am his daughter. I am an heir, a joint heir with Jesus. I am an ambassador. And that's not just for me. It's for every woman of God. So we have to reject those lies when I was in that deep sorrow that I'll never get out of this pit. I'll never have joy again. I'll never know. Those are all lies. I do have joy. One of the verses that the Lord gave me early on is Psalms 147.3. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Mm. And I literally have that taped to my wall in front of my computer. And I would look up and I'd read that. And I, I, I looked up words because I thought, well, he heals, he binds, you know, he does this and that. It sounds so similar. What's the difference? Oh, it's way different. It, it's there's the meaning is so <laughs> far different. It says he mends, he makes whole the crushed or destroyed inner man or my mind. And he binds up, he wraps firmly, he stops up their sorrow. Mm. I grabbed a hold of that and I would quote that verse. I would pray that verse. And I'd even say, now, Lord, you said you would do these things and you haven't done them. 
I am trusting you with all my heart. I am not leaning on my own understanding. I am acknowledging you in every way. And you said you would direct my paths. So I'm doing what you ask of me. Now, you said, and you are truth, and you can't lie. So you need to do what you said you'd do. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> come February 2022. Come February 2022. I, I'm back from Ukraine. And I'm sitting here at my desk. And I'm doing something. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, Stephanie, look at that verse. So I looked up at it. And I read it. And out of the clear blue, that's what it felt like. I realized, Lord, you've done what you said you would do. You've healed my heart. That healing was such a process that when he completely healed it and truly, I'll never, I'll, I will always believe when I went to Ukraine, and it's not going to Ukraine that did it. The part was when I gave of myself in such a way that I didn't even know was possible. God took that and he healed my heart. There are still moments of grief. Sometimes I'll be excited about something about Ukraine. Or I might be facing a little, little bit of a struggle. And I think... Man, I wish Dan was here so he could see this. He would think this is so awesome. But honestly, if Dan was here, I probably never would have went to Ukraine. So Dan's race was finished, and I praised the Lord that he finished it strong. That he finished it praising his father, our father. And that he taught me so much in that time. But the Lord left me here for a reason, and he has a plan and a purpose, and he has shown me many things throughout this walk. But for now, I'm walking toward Ukraine every day, walking out in faith. Okay, what's the next step? How do I get there? What do I do? Is Ukraine the all end? I don't know what the Lord has planned after that. But I'm going to be obedient because I've already lived years of disobedience. It's way better being obedient. I can have his peace, even in the midst of the hardest, roughest storm. For sure. My goodness. Oh, what a wonderful testimony. And I love so much that, that he has given you joy again. And that he has worked through you so many examples of healing and surrender and trust. And I just, I, you are doing such <clears throat> a wonderful thing. And, uh, I, I love so much that you talked about that intimacy with him, that it was more that it was more, you know, talking to him, telling him, you said you would do this where and when, and he showed you, you know, yeah. he, he did it. He really did. And I like that you also touched on value because I feel like a lot of times, especially when you get in those dark places, 
that Satan sure as day wants to isolate us and lie to us. And the easiest way to do that is yeah. whenever we feel mm -hmm. like that and the, and the biggest lie that makes us keep going down that road is that we're not worthy of him. We're not worthy of Jesus. And I can tell you, I, I have yeah. personally struggled with that myself for all my life, honestly. And it wasn't until I recognized and how you stated too, it's, it's really, it's not about our worth. It's that it's about the fact that he is worthy. And we, when we believe in him is how we all are knit together in that way. And, you know, like you said, you're a daughter of him. We are all daughters of him. We don't, we are worthy in him and God loves us. He won't leave us. He will bind up. Oh, what a powerful verse. I love so much that that verse resonated with you. I can totally see why. And I just love that you had it to cling to and you clung for literally dear life. And man, you are doing such amazing things and he's doing amazing things through you. Honestly, Stephanie, I just appreciate so much that you're here. Yeah. I, I usually ask uh, my guests about a verse, so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, why don't you talk, because we're almost at time, why don't you talk a little bit about where mm -hmm. we can find you and um, how we can support this. So like, so you're, you're going back to Ukraine and I really, I would, I want to support it. Tell us where we can yes. support it. I'm sure the listeners will want to support, uh, this, your mission and your, you, you as the unlikely missionary. Meanwhile, you literally just told us every reason that makes me feel like you are the most likely missionary there is. So, but anyway, share, share, uh, with us where we can find you and where, um, we can support the, the mission. Okay. Uh, just this week, uh, a dear lady that I met through, through brand new connections, and I wouldn't have met if I've never walked this journey, she designed me a website. So that website is uh, Stephanie, that's with a PH, StephanieTheUnlikelyMissionary.com. That is one place. I'm also, the giving platform is Launch International. And then there's a list of missionaries. The neat thing is uh, the missionary that I will be going to partner with, Kevin and Nataka Smith, they have been in Odessa, Ukraine since 2020. They use this giving platform. So you can read about them. Uh, it, when the war began, since the war began, Kevin has been instrumental in starting four new churches because I've heard all the naysayers of why I shouldn't go, <laughs> why I'm not likely, but, and that's okay. You know, no, I'm not a church planter, but I'm working beside a church planter. I, I know where my value is in the Lord and I know his calling, so I don't have a problem with it, but I'm going to partner with them. They need extra hands. They need laborers. They're not the only ones, but they that's where the Lord has called me. So you can go to Launch International and you can read uh, about what the Lord has done in my life. Uh, Kevin is there also. Don't get him confused with Keith because that's his brother. Because you'll think, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Keith is in, I think, Peru or something. No, I'm not going to Peru. <laughs> I'm going to Ukraine. <laughs> so that's where you can find me. 
Perfect. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I'm going to put those links in the show notes too. So it'll be easy for everyone to click. I'll go to you or directly to your page on the launch international too. So we can read all about you and about your journey. And there's some wonderful pictures on your website of the people that you are helping and that God is, is working to touch yes. through your life and Keith. And I just, I, I love it so much. Um, thank you so much for, for what you're doing over there. It's just, you know, I, it's just so powerful, you know, and, and especially because of, you know, that war going on, it just seems like there's such a desolate place, but there still is hope. And, and I just love that he's yes. working through you. Um, so before we go, I just want to ask now, um, if you had any final takeaways, um, especially if there's a woman listening who is going through something similar, to your, to your walk, uh, grief of a loved one, especially a spouse, and even that deep, dark sorrow, very depressed. Um, what would you, what is one thing that you would tell her? A widow lady early on, uh, gave me two words of encouragement. The first one was lean into the Lord, which seemed an odd statement to me because I always thought of leaning on the Lord. And the second one was give yourself grace on the mm. first one. Leaning into the Lord is far different than leaning on. It has the connotation of anyone who's, who's been married or has a child, how you just snuggle up to them or they snuggle up to you and you're just almost like one that's the connotation. So it's not leaning on, it's leaning into. Let him surround you with his arms. He is there. And grace. You are going through, I was going through the hardest time of my life. I could not function as I did before. My life will never be as before. And he has given me grace and I had to learn to give myself grace. Okay. I didn't remember this. Okay. I didn't get that done, but you know what? I got out of bed today and I changed clothes. And as you continue today, not tomorrow, today, walk through today. He is there. He is faithful. And if you get to that deep, deep part of sorrow, reach out. And if you don't know who, then ask God, give me someone. And he will. Uh, thank you so much, Stephanie. Honestly, uh, that I'm sure is something that someone really needs to hear today. And if you are there, if you are listening and you are feeling that sorrow, you can certainly reach out to me through this website. You can reach out through to Stephanie through her links on her website. You can reach out right directly onto the, to the website. You'll find that right in the notes. Uh, I mean, our links are, are right there and we're certainly happy to listen to what is going on. Um, Stephanie, mm -hmm. thank you so very much for your testimony today, for your story, 
for the wonderful work that you're doing. I am so excited to follow you. You have to stay in touch. You have to. We have to know what is going on with you uh, over there. And I just, I'm so excited for you to go back um, and I will be praying for you. We Thank definitely, you. you know, I'll share updates with everybody. Um, I'm just so excited and just thank you so much for being here today. What a blessing it is to have met you. And I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you for taking the time to even do this, to make eyewitness available. That's <laughs> a, a labor of love and you continue on. And I know it's going to be a blessing from what you do to so many thousands and thousands and thousands of ladies. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you want to support Stephanie and the other missionaries in Ukraine, you'll find the link in the show notes. Just go to your favorite podcast app or the blog version of this episode on kellyjoewilson.com forward slash podcast. If you struggle to spend time with God due to feeling anxious, or if you're going through a difficult time like Stephanie, I have a resource for you. The Stillness Prayer Journal combines cognitive behavioral therapy techniques with Christian-based encouragement in a simple, thoughtful way so you're not feeling overwhelmed. It's a printable journal with over 100 customizable pages to build your relationship with God in your own unique way. Go to kellyjoewilson.com forward slash stillness. And right now you can get a 50% discount. I'm so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.